6: That it is. Welcome in the fifth hour with Ben Maller, because four hours a night are not enough. We do this now eight days a week. Happy Friday, Friday, Friday. This, of course, a spinoff of the overnight show, but only in the podcast format. So we can say naughty words. We can say bad words here on this podcast. Joined yet again... Making his way in, we're in a new studio. It might sound a little different. We're in a new studio this week. Making his way in from west of the 405. David Gascon is uh, right there. Oh, you have that! Look at that! The sound, crowd, pan, crowd noise.
5: Yeah, uh, crowd always finds a way in west of the 405. Things are just a little bit different here. Uh, as I know you are aware, my um. My tomahawk steaks are, are nicely cooked and calmly basted uh-huh. with the uh, teriyaki sauce and onions and the whole nine yards. And uh, yeah, I continue to bring in elite guests as we have one on deck as we speak. Yes, warming
6: up in the on-deck circle right now uh, so we don't have time to get into uh, culinary arts. I will tell you, though, <laughs> I made, I made, I have perfected the mallard pizza. The garlic, onion, bell pepper, mallor uh, pizza. It is a masterpiece. I'm thinking about opening up my own pizzeria if this radio thing doesn't work out. And I'm just going to get into the pizza business. It's that good. Uh, and I was going to send you a picture, but you probably would have been so jealous you would have demanded that I make a mallor pizza for you. So I didn't do that. But we'll talk about that So at some point. Over the weekend, uh, yeah. we will get into that. But uh, but right now, I am very excited. This is a guy who has been uh, around. I've, I've followed him, at uh, the big lead. I've, I've only met him once or twice over the years. Uh, he's got a very popular podcast now, the Straight Fire podcast, Jason McIntyre. He's multimedia. He uh, was part of the big lead. He sold the big lead. I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. He is a hot take artist. He's, uh, he's had some viral takes on LeBron, and yeah, uh, he currently loves Luka Doncic of the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks. I think you'd like to have Luka's child. He loves him so much, and he's uh, a bit of a clipper hater, which is troubling to me, but Jason McIntyre is his name. Hot takes is his game, so welcome in, uh, Jason, and you've got this daily podcast. I know you've been doing it a while uh, with iHeart, the Straight Fire
7: podcast, and how the heck is it going? Thanks for having me. I mean, you'd have to ask the big bosses how it's going. I rarely look at the numbers or ask for them, but it's hella fun, man. Uh, we started back in August, and, uh, you know, it's 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 fun during NFL. It's fun during NBA. We haven't got to the dog days of summer yet where, I don't know, I guess I'm going to have to talk about baseball every day. Uh, you know, basically, we're just trying to capture the zeitgeist and and figure out what the biggest story in sports is. and hit on it and have a take. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I can't recall a time I've had more fun than, you know, when I started out at FS1 in like 2016.
6: That's cool. And so now do you have a battle plan, Jason, for the summertime, which is, uh, it's been called the dead zone in sports uh, radio and sports conversation. So, uh, are you just going to like do the NFL upcoming, you know, list that kind of stuff. And what is your battle plan here?
7: Yeah. I mean, I love the NFL. It's my bread and butter. I love gambling, but I figured we could probably just argue about Jordan and LeBron every day for a month. And that might work. Uh, people seem to have, I mean, you know, when they do give me numbers on the pod, they're like, Holy cow, this Steph Curry take uh, just went bonkers and drove huge numbers. I'm like, really? What do they say? Uh, ben, you've been in radio forever. Play the hits. I'll argue with anybody, you know, back in <laughs> when I was a kid, it's funny. One of my teachers, I think it was third grade at parent teacher night was like, you know, Jason's going to make a lawyer one day because he he loves to argue with me. And it was like third grade. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be a lawyer. And, you know, then you look into it and you're like, oh, yeah, it's like four more years of school after. Oh no way. No shot of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, listen, I love sports debate. It's fun.
6: So, Jason, uh, you mentioned gambling and uh, a, I've heard stories a prolific uh, gambler. Are you a chop dog guy? What
7: type of gambler? How would you describe your gambling philosophy over the gut instinct or the team or the player? Uh, you always want the best number. Um, and you know, when I was at, back at the big lead, like, you know, I started doing a weekly NFL gambling thing and I was able through, uh, somebody I knew to get Artie Lang to submit gambling picks. Uh, you know, I was like betting against Artie Lang for fun. And, you know, frankly, Artie Lang was like on the Stern show and things were going well for him. And then they deteriorated pretty quickly. Uh, and I eventually didn't know at the end of the season if Artie Lang was submitting picks or it was like the middleman, you know, his guy. Um but, you know, I'll put my numbers up against anybody. My NBA playoff numbers this year, not very good. Uh, but, uh, you know, gambling is so fun. I think at my first trip to Vegas, and I'm like, okay, this is amazing.
5: Hey, Jason, I, I know that uh, one of the things that I first heard you talk about when when you actually came to the network were the uh, were the super contests uh, in Vegas. Yeah. Most people don't know what that is. Can you explain that for the audience?
7: Yeah, you got to pick uh, against the spread games every week for the entire and anybody can have every week run and I think I was like top 10 twice early in the season but sticking with it man is brutal I always crater right around Thanksgiving because you know you you could stay hardball every September October and then like the holidays come up family trying to orchestrate travel and you actually like have to pay attention to your family a little bit and all of a sudden, every year at Thanksgiving, I just start struggling and that usually carries over. I've never cashed, I've come close, uh, usually the top 50 cash, but as the as the uh, super contest has expanded um, and now uh, there's other sportsbooks doing it. So there's multiple versions of it. Um, I think everybody's gonna get involved. They really, you know this Dave, they gotta open it up so you don't have to be in Vegas and you can enter. Cause I'm, I mean, in August, I'm gonna have to make that, you know, five hour drive there or four and a half, whatever. And then sign up for the contest, turn around and drive home. Like, I'm going to have to do that in a day. I did that last year. I left at like 4.30 in the morning to beat the LA traffic. Um, And it sucks, but uh, driving through the desert in August is obviously a lot of fun.
5: See, you are are a unique guy. And Jason, I think you are the second person ever on Ben's podcast to actually live west of the 405 freeway. So I want to welcome you personally as another guy who lives west of the 405 freeway. We are an elite group of people. Ben condemns (laughs) us. uh, Well, well,
6: no, listen. Listen, you know the landscape, Jason, in L.A. There is the west of the 405 and then there's east of the 405. That's like a point of demarcation. In Southern California. And I point this out to Gascon and he, he does not seem to embrace it. He pushes back on it. But if you've spent any time in Southern California, you know, like that's the beach communities are west of the 405, right? Most, almost all of them. And then east of the 405 is mostly the working class people. That's where the working class people live, east what? of the 405.
7: I, I, okay, so explain this: the people west of the four hundred five don't work. Well, well, no, they they have uh, less less
6: physical jobs. Right? Yeah, the the people east of the four hundred five are getting gunk under their fingernails, and they're you know they're getting, they're getting back pain all the time, and that kind of thing. And then it's you know it's a different west of the four hundred five. It's suntan lotion, palm
7: trees, cocktails. I mean, it's
6: a different lifestyle west of the four hundred
7: five. Okay. Uh, you know, again, I'm a newbie, so I, I'm not familiar with this line of demarcation. I will say it is a different vibe east of the 405 uh, when you drive to the Hollywood Bowl or, uh, you know, you go to go even going to work, uh, you know, on the Fox lot. But yeah, listen, is this like taking shots at the west of the 405 crowd? Like, I mean... You, you got yes. to come out here for a summer, dude. This is fun. I,
6: I can't afford it. I can't afford it. I really jealousy would be the reason. I'm doing overnights here, Jason. I, I, I'll be overnight guy. Come on, man. I can't afford that. It's out of control here. My
7: God. Hey, you I'm not exactly pulling in Colin Coward money, uh, if you know what I mean. So <laughs> if I can afford it, you can certainly swing it as a radio veteran uh, out here in L.A. I, 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 I will just say this. Um. It is a different life than I grew up in. Like in the summer now, we saw our camp, beach camp. Or they're at the beach like every day practically. And I, you know, when I was growing up on the East Coast, we would make maybe two or three trips to the beach all year. Uh, and, and now it's like, you know, we're there probably the other week.
6: Yeah. Where, where did you grow up, by the way? Where, where, where In your childhood, where were I grew you up, up
7: You know, I was born in New York, hence the Knicks and Jets fandom. And then we grew up in Northern Virginia. My dad worked at the government uh, in BC and, um, you know, Northern Virginia was kind of exploding. So we were out there just, you know, firmly in the middle class. Uh, We took one or two vacations a year. Uh, You know, we saw a lot of family members, you know, I was the first one in my family born in America. Uh, My family came from the Caribbean. So um, I'm definitely, you know, David tried to call me. uh, I don't know if he was going unicorn, but I'm definitely unique uh, in the, in the sports media industry. Uh, not a lot of guys with a Caribbean background who have the last name McIntyre, but are definitely not Irish. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I have a kind of a unique and unique background.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you mentioned when you talk about gambling with you being in those super contests and all that. And we are heading towards the golden age here. I know from talking to different people, the advertising and sports media, which has already started. But once this fully matures, I mean, you've been in the business a while now too. So, what are we looking at here for those of us that work in sports media with all the gambling money that's going to be the sports wagering? Once California and and some of these other states that haven't yet legalized it get into it, it is going to be the gold rush. I mean, it's going to be huge, is it not? And it's been insane.
7: Yeah. The the one example somebody gave to me recently was, "Hey, so Adrian Wojnarowski is paid by ESPN, right?" What happens if FanDuel says, boy, if we can get access to everybody Woj tweets out to and Instagrams to and Facebooks to, boy, that's a lot of customers who are diehard sports fans hanging on his every word. What's to stop FanDuel or DraftKings from saying, or FoxBet, hey, Woj, we're going to pay you $10 million a year. We're going to double your salary. You now work for us. You can still break your news, do your thing, but... It's your Twitter feed sponsored by Foxbet. And now everybody who gets your feed and your news, it's all through Foxbet. Why, why would that not happen, Ben?
6: No, I, I agree with you. I think it's, it's insane. It's good for all of us. Like, guys, well, we're not, at, I'm not at Woj's level. You're more of a. I'm high not either. Level.
7: <laughs> Listen, event, there's only one Woj, there's one Schefter. You know, I don't know that Peter King's going to bite on this kind of thing. Rappaport. You know, and then you get down the list, and then you get to like the F-list celebrities, like us. And they're like, "Oh, we can throw this guy a couple million bucks, because guess what? Ben Mahler has a radio show that everybody's known, and he's got a die-hard following every night, and his podcast numbers are good. It's coming, Ben. We just have to be patient, right?" Yeah.
6: That's the hard part. Patience.
7: Gascon had. You now, have no patience, Gascon. Huh?
5: I, I don't, but, uh, I'm, you know, it's a little bit different of a, of a beast. Hey, Jason, I know that uh, obviously being a, a diehard Jets fan, you haven't had any kind of excitement since Venny Tistaverde broke your heart in the AFC Championship game against the Broncos back in 98. Um, are you having any kind of. of I guess reminiscence about getting a guy that you guys have right now and bolting with Sam Darl. Do you feel like with Zach Wilson coming in, he is a savior?
7: All right, I gotta be honest, Gascon. That's fake news, the Vinnie Testaverdi stuff, okay? <laughs> Did you forget about the Mark Sanchez era? Mark Sanchez went to two damn AFC title games back to back. Those right. aren't <laughs> those weren't <laughs>
5: threats those weren't threats to me to win the Super Bowl. The the Jets that Whoa, season were actually this, good
7: the last jets game that mattered Jets Steelers AFC title game. I think it was 24, nothing at one point yeah. Sanchez, Santonio Holmes, a storm back and mm-hmm. the jets, they just, the defense needed one stop. And yes, I've replayed this game in my head a million times. <laughs> they needed one stop and big Ben keep chewing up like four, five, six yards. Levy on. I think it was Levy on bell. Mine but no, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Levy on bell. Um, but they, they could not get the stop. They could not get the ball back. Steelers win. Um, I thought Sam Darnold could get them somewhere, man. I'm not going to lie. I was out front driving the Sam Darnold bus. And, you know, I was wrong about Adam Gaze. Way, way wrong. Embarrassingly wrong. Um, I'm hopeful that pretty boy Zach can make this happen. I've called him Zach Efron multiple times, by the way. (laughs) Like, doesn't he look like Zach Efron? Like, he looks like he's, like, 21 years old. Um, I I firmly believe the Jets have something now. I like this new coach, Robert Salah. Um, I, I just feel like it feels like a, a the perfect time with the Patriots sinking. I think two was a big fraud, and um, I'm still not a hundred thousand percent sold on Josh Allen. I think the Jets come back, but yeah, man, it, it's been a rough uh, three decades.
5: Now you bring up uh, the situation with, with Zach Wilson and and obviously being a little wrong on on, on Adam Gase, and I'm happy you did do that because. Ben and I have worked with a colleague that you are are obviously close with now, and that's Robert Guerra. And <laughs> we need, I need your help because I feel like you have corrupted Bob in this way where every morning Bob has these tweets that echo straight fire. It's just like these Ooh. outtakes. And I'm thinking like, man, Jason is rubbing off on Bob so, so much.
7: Well, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's me or it's Rob Parker. Because Rob oh. Parker's takes are so damn hot these days. You know, you're gonna drop your phone looking at the damn thing. You gotta wear oven mitts to hear these crazy, insane Rob Parker rants, which make no sense, but yeah. you know, he, he's a buddy, so uh he's afraid to have me co host with him. By the way, Gascon, I know you know this Ben. I don't know if you know, like when Broussard's out, Parker gets to pick who he wants as his as his co host. Yeah, and there was a time when he would pick me. Oh, yeah, let's bring in McIntyre. He don't pick me anymore because I don't like, when it comes to Steph Curry, LeBron, you name it.
1: Um yeah.
7: but you know, listen, Rob uh Rob's got some good take, Rob Guerra, that is, has yeah. some pretty interesting takes. He's a little in on on the Lakers to the point where he can't see straight, you know. He's right. like, Oh yeah, future Laker, this guy. Um so uh yeah, I, I'm I'm working on him. Um, but I, I think he's gonna be all right.
5: Be- because you work in, in multiple dimensions, television, digital, and radio, what's your preferred medium?
7: Uh, well, that's a great question. And Ben, it goes back to your West of the 405. You want to live out here. You, you need three or four revenue streams, which is why yeah. I'm working like a dog. Uh, Fox digital <laughs> TV, radio, and podcast. Um, I, you know, I, each of them is different and has their pluses. Uh, the written word doesn't carry the weight it used to. But man, um, it is awesome when you write something and they put the right headline on it and it just mushrooms and everybody hates your guts. Uh, obviously, podcasting. There's no rules, right? I mean, I'm I'm relatively new to this. I, it, uh, when I was in college, podcasting did not exist. Now Joe Rogan's making what 100 million a year, uh, so you could do whatever you want on podcasting. TV obviously is the glamorous one where you feel great, you feel that rush when the you know the red light comes on and um, it, it's super exciting. And radio, of course, um, you really can have some good rants. I had an epic Toronto Raptors rant where I just totally can I say bad words here? Or yeah. No? Yeah, go ahead. I just took a shit on the Raptors. I was so pissed that Kawhi got lucky when Durant and everybody got hurt. And I, I just unloaded on those guys. Just a torrent of diarrhea all over the franchise. And like I got like all these death threats from these losers in Toronto. Um and I had to block of them on my Instagram and all this stuff. But um radio, you can you get a really good lather going. Man, it feels good to just unload on someone.
5: Yeah, radio is just a different different beast obviously because you know Ben show it's like you know, at certain times of the of the hour you really can get after it um, oh yeah the, the safe harbor <laughs> space but with that being said who's your favorite person to work with we're talking about fox fs1 and and obviously on the digital side because you've worked oh, obviously man. with some some big that's a loaded players. question yes that's a loaded question guest. Yeah. Oh. i
7: mean i think if it's if, if it was your least favorite to work with that's a lot easier of a question um, but a favorite to work with, you know, like, listen, uh, Broussard is a lot of fun. Cowherd obviously is fun. Uh, you know, on, on the digital side, I've been doing some fun stuff with Jeff Schwartz. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, on, on the radio side. Yeah. I think I've hosted with kind of intimidating guys. Like when you're sitting next to Steven Jackson or Matt Barnes and you know, these are big, tall millionaires tatted up, not looking like guys that I went to high school with or college. It can be intimidating, but, man, it's fun when you start vibing with them. Uh, Karam Butler, really good guy. A lot of NFL guys. Will Blackman's awesome. And I just – no, I backed out of the question by naming, like, 15 people.
5: Who's your least favorite? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's the big Listen, (laughs) I could throw it out there. I could go either Bob Guerra or Gavin Kinsel, one of the two. Oh, no,
7: those guys are good dudes, man. Come on. (laughs) Uh, I will say, have you had Gavin on the pod
5: lately? I have not. Uh, I love Gavin. Gavin and Bob are, are always yeah, great. And listen, they're always you,
7: Gavin, I feel like it's easier to get worked up. Uh, if you veer into uh, some Clay Travis territory, uh, Gavin will get fired up. Uh, Bob, a little less easy to get worked up. Maybe if you took a shot at Kobe, but you know that's not ever smart.
5: Yeah, dude, Jason, it's weird because the dynamics behind that network, I know you're not there all the time, but... It is either Laker or Dodger Town and God forbid one of those teams loses like these guys won't show up to work or they'll just show up with diapers and and, and obviously (laughs) handkerchiefs and and it's embarrassing dude. I like grown ass men right complaining about the
8: Warning: This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
5: Team losing.
7: I mean, Matt. Maybe we should all get behind the Clippers. You know, <laughs> I haven't seen. Here's a funny thing. I haven't seen a damn word said about NBA ratings for like three days. Lakers are out. I mean, I'm not building my nights around Suns Nuggets. Everybody on the East Coast is happy. I mean, you get to go to bed early. Uh, you no know, disrespect to Jazz uh, clip paper clips. But nobody's like oh I got to stay up till 12 o'clock to watch you know Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Ben, am I getting the vibe here you're a Clippers guy?
4: Becoming a magician
6: takes thousands of hours, right Ashley?
8: Oh, I'm not a magician. I'm a design specialist at the Container Store.
6: But you transform closets and pantries.
8: Well, I turn your most frustrating spaces into ones you love.
6: With a magic wand?
8: Uh, with Alpha, our customizable, adjustable, and affordable shelving and drawer system.
6: The amazing Ashley, making daily frustration disappear.
8: (laughs) Just doing my job.
6: Hurry, you only have until February 13th to save 20% when you purchase $500 in Alpha. Get started with your free design at the Container Store today.
0: Be
6: sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm I'm not just a Clipper guy. I'm a Clipper lapdog. And by the way, you as a Jets fan, Jason, you should have empathy for the Clippers. The Clippers are essentially the Jets of the NBA, and for you to to, to throw dirt, I, I saw what you said about the Mavericks against the Clippers. You were all over the Mavericks. You were uh, you were riding with Luka Doncic, my man. Come on, uh, give the listen, Clippers I'm so willing
7: to say right now, Ben, Luka. If I'm starting a team, anybody in the NBA, I'm going Luka Doncic first.
6: Now, nah, like, who nah, are you l- taking? Listen, over? Listen, Luca. Did you, you watch those games late in the game? It was Tim Hardaway Jr. and other guys that were making big shots for the Mavericks when they were beating the Clippers. It was Luca. Was Luke was killing it for the first three quarters of the game. Yeah. Listen, and, and they lost to the Clippers after having a two nothing lead. How great is Luca? Come on. And- and Probably. three, two.
7: Well, you know, listen, I, I thought Luca he was like questionable for game seven because his back was hurting from carrying the damn franchise for the first three quarters <laughs> of every game. The guy averaged like I think 35, 10, and seven against Kawhi and Paul George, two of the best wing defenders in the league. Just yeah. and in the fourth quarter, he got he got tired. Like, I mean, sorry that Bobon and and Chris Stapps Porzingis, who like who, who'd rather hang out at the local bar. He'd Rather hang out at a watering hole than he would in the paint <laughs> where a seven-foot guy should be, and now he's complaining. Hey. Like Luka Doncic, uh, you know, I, I I'm all about that guy right now. I mean, you get how about this, Ben? If yeah. you swapped Kawhi and Luka and you put uh, Kawhi on the on the maps, what's that series? 4-0 clippers.
6: Well, Kawhi didn't show up for a couple of games, too. I mean, that's beyond. I mean, Kawhi, he played very well at the end. There were a couple of games Kawhi was kind of going through the motions, too. I it's That's the by the way, Porzingis, he was at the ballet, Jason. You're supposed to appreciate a man that likes to find
7: out. But wait, hold up. Ben, who are you taking over Luca to start a team in the NBA? Age obviously matters, salary a little bit less so.
6: Well, I'm not really worried about about, you know ten years from now. I think the problem people make in sports is they're concerned about you know what's gonna happen. Luca might stink in five years. You don't know. I mean, these guys just (laughs) You, might, you don't know that. You, don't, you can't assume that Luka's going to continue down, down the path that he has right now. And, and you know, listen, Trey Young has, has led a team further than Luka in the playoffs. Right? I wouldn't pick Trey Young, per se, but if if winning is the goal, I, mean, I can get anybody to put up stats. That's the You know, following the NBA, there are guys on bad teams. I remember years ago when I started covering the NBA in the 90s, there were guys, I covered the Clippers, they were horrible, and there were guys who were putting up great stats Empty stats because the, the the team was terrible and all that. And, and the you know listen, I, I'm not in fully in love with Luca. The stat domination is great and all that, but I, I gotta I gotta see more. Now, more importantly, yeah. you are you well, are also
7: wait 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 this Luca slander, Ben. I'm not I'm not gonna stand for that. I just <laughs> won't. Uh, I, I mean, listen, I don't follow a ton of athletes on on the gram, but I follow Luca Doncic, yeah. man. I like this guy. He is so talented. So. When you, you, you were covering the NBA, I'm sure you saw it in the 80s and 90s. Mike, you, we all realized Michael Jordan didn't win jack squat until Scottie mm-hmm. Pippen and Phil Jackson showed up. Uh, Michael Jordan was putting up monster numbers in the 80s and getting his butt kicked by the bad boys. And everybody's like, oh, he doesn't have help. Well, how come we're not saying the same thing about Luca now? I mean, Luca's kicking the ball to Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber. <laughs> Maxi <laughs> Kleber, you wouldn't know him if he delivered DoorDash to your house tomorrow. I mean, like, (laughs) Luka Doncic has no help whatsoever. I I, I mean, again, Magic Johnson came into the NBA. He's dishing to uh, Norm Nixon, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, let's just grab James Worthy. Like, Magic had the perfect setup. Like, Luka Doncic... I, I know I've gassed him up too much. Go
6: ahead, trash him now. You guys. Well, 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 no, I'm mean, I not trash him. I'm just saying, yeah. For every Michael Jordan, there's you know, ten other guys that had great stats and never, never took it to the next level. Jordan did, and I, you know, this idea that it was all because of Pippen. If, if Pippen hadn't been there, you know, who's to say somebody else wouldn't have come along that would have helped out? Uh, you know, Jordan. And, and you're a Knicks fan. Kristaps Porzingis was like God's gift to the Knicks when for he was like in New York, minutes, right? No, he loved him. They wanted to, they wanted to give him a statue and a ticker tape parade in New York because he is you know, the savior. They did. I mean, they loved uh, Porzingis, and now and now they're statue. But I did want to mention here. I know you are, even though you're a Knicks fan, you are a huge LeBron James guy. Am I am I
7: correct in that? You have you have so wax I, poetic we, about LeBron. <laughs> I I mean, wax poetic may be strong, but I think undeniably. Like I can appreciate his greatness. I was never a Michael Jordan guy, but I appreciated, man, this guy's a killer. Larry Bird. Okay, I born in New York, I automatically hate all New England teams. I do not like Larry Bird. He's awesome. Larry Bird's a killer. I don't really like Tom Brady, but man, that guy's friggin' good. He's just a winner. He's clutch. Um I, I never loved LeBron with the Heatles. Um, I just the story that he can go to any franchise and instantly they're in the finals is pretty much something that we haven't ever seen before in sports, like winning a title. Awesome. But he won and then he leaves and he gets back to the finals. Then he goes to LA and wins another championship. Like, have we ever seen this? A guy go to three different places, be the driving force behind it everywhere and winning championships. Like it's unheard of. Practically. I'm kind of in awe of, his greatness, and yes, I have him as the greatest player of all time.
6: I'm a Michael Jordan guy, so I've not, uh, not been swayed by uh, LeBron James. But it, with the Lakers, though, you will admit that it, it he is a declining star with the Lakers. He's been there three years. The first year they got to the lottery, he got hurt. The second year, to me, that bubble championship, I don't put a lot of stock in that because of what happened wow. with the – With not traveling and no home court road situations, I don't put a lot of stock in that. And then this past year, he got hurt again. So he's been in LA three years. He's had injuries in two of them: first round playoff exit, and also a uh, a lottery appearance for the Lakers. That's you know that's not to me that's not over the top amazing. And if you look at the age, if you look at the comps, Jason then you know it's it's going to be kind of more like when kobe was at the end and he was you know he had lost and kobe got hurt a lot and the lakers were terrible like to me lebron's a declining entity at this point and the lakers oh, yeah. seem to, they they seem to be convinced that he's just going to be the same lebron you know the way he was 4
7: years ago next year and the year after i i don't see that happening
6: well yeah what about I
7: mean, you? naturally he's going to be declining in his age but it's funny cuz What he's doing now, Michael Jordan had already quit twice. He bailed on the NBA twice because he couldn't take it. Like, he wins three titles, goes to the finals three years in a row. Michael Jordan's like, oh, I got to retire. I'm exhausted. Like, he went on last dance and said that. Three straight trips to the finals and you're exhausted? LeBron went eight straight and he never, never quit. Now, now, yes, his body's breaking down. He's 36. But I I just want to remind people, after game three, I was actually at game three at Staples. Lakers are up 2-1 in that series. Nobody, not one soul said Phoenix has this series. They're going to be fine. LeBron and AD are clicking. AD had 34 in game two and 34 in game three. Like, they were going to probably roll to in five or six over Phoenix. And then AD goes down, and it's like, well, there goes the season. Uh, So, I mean, I don't think anybody expected LeBron to be able to carry, you know, uh, Dennis Schroeder and KCP and Mr. Unreliable, Kyle Kuzma. I said, by the way, Ben, you'll like this. I said on Undisputed yeah. that Kyle Kuzma is about as reliable as the Wi-Fi in my basement. And like, apparently it got back to him <laughs> and was ticked off. Cause I, I know some people who kind of knew the Lakers. Kyle Kuzma didn't show. Jake Crowder <laughs> made six damn three pointers in game six. Kyle Kuzma yeah. made like four in the series, I think. Three or four in the series. Like Kuzma doesn't deliver. Nobody expected LeBron to carry that corpse past the Suns, who had the second best record in the league, right?
6: Well LeBron though, he said it himself. He was gonna put him on his shoulders, he implied the shoulders were made to carry the Lakers, and he, he didn't do that. But yeah, the well, the I'm Lakers were, he
7: the, say that as opposed to we're gonna get our asses kicked. Like Chris Paul and Devin Booker, you
6: know. Well, well, no, you could be like Kawhi Leonard and not say anything. Kawhi, you know, he, uh, he, when the clip when the Clippers fell behind two nothing to the Mavericks, he didn't really say like we're going to come back and win the series. He just like you know, he kind of kept quiet. He just doesn't say and, anything.
7: He's, he's like a robot.
6: Uh, uh, are you yeah, like you- guy? Well, I like him as a player, but he's you know as for what we do, Jason. This is not good. Kawhi's not radio friendly. He's not podcast friendly. LeBron is very. Po- I'll give LeBron credit. He yeah. I have on a slow day, Jason. Over the years here at night, you know I'll just go to LeBron. He'll he'll say something crazy, stupid, whatever, and I can get a segment out of it. So I I would like to thank LeBron for that. But Kyle Kuzma, they were listen. They you saw this. They were leaving Kuzma open. The sun I mean, he had he had some great. Sh- takes where or shots where he was like open he didn't make them and, and the Lakers left uh, Jake Crowder as you mentioned he was making them you know yeah. he didn't make he didn't make them early in the series but by the end of it he was knocking down
7: yeah three, he, he, that's a good it's a good point early in the series they had AD back there right and so the rotations are easier when you got Anthony Davis on the back line and then listen Cameron Payne was blowing by LeBron like he was in cement shoes and it's a lot more difficult to play defense if you're LeBron or KCP or any of these guys, when you don't have Anthony Davis back there, you look over your shoulder and Andre Drummond, who, you know, struggles to tie his shoes and chew gum at the same time. Like, I, it's just a different animal, and the Lakers, they got deep pants. Um, I'm hopeful that they can come back next year. Just, I will say, in the bubble, fully healthy, Lakers roll. Fully healthy against the Suns, up 2 1, Lakers look good. I don't necessarily think the sky is falling, but. They can't weather another 25 games without LeBron. I think you're going to have to start the load managing. And remember, Michael Jordan was retired by 37. I mean, he came back when he was 39 as a fossil with the Washington Wizards in my backyard. And he couldn't even drag that team to the playoffs, you know? So um, I just think the hagiography over Jordan is a bit much, Ben. You, you go online and these guys act like Le- Michael Jordan never missed a damn shot. How soon we forget that Donald Royal of the Orlando Magic picked his pocket and went in for a dunk and when the Orlando Magic. You're laughing, Gascon. This happened. It's on YouTube. Yeah. But we scrubbed this away. Oh, because he had played baseball. He only came back for 20 games. Okay. Uh, You know, Donald Royal picked his pocket and dunked, and the Magic knocked the Bulls out of the playoffs. But somehow that doesn't count against Jordan.
5: But I I think to be fair, though, Jason, you would agree, especially with the Jordan and LeBron talk, is that most people – only worry about the contemporaries. They, they they lose they lose their nature of an argument because they don't have that kind of rolodex of content. Like you could talk to Broussard yeah. about basketball, and he'll start picking guys off. You know, Oscar Robertson, obviously Cream Abdul Jabbar, Jerry West. If these guys from yesteryear are guys that put up monster numbers they played in a different era mm-hmm. you put them in today's game with obviously the the, the roughhousing that's not uh, per, that was permitted back then now it is not these guys would be lighting people up i mean jerry west played uh, in, in an era with no three point line
7: okay, okay. let me ask you this uh, and you meant you referenced I'm a big Knicks fan what is patrick ewing in today's nba He's tough. He's Bob.
6: That's
9: I mean, tough because he can't
7: defend the pick and roll. Like, yeah. I mean, he would be getting lit up. He would be played off the floor. Uh, he doesn't have the mobility of Gobert. And that's tough because you say that to a guy like Bussard and he gets defensive. Well, Patrick Ewing would have been shooting threes, and that's that's accurate. He would have been Maybe. shooting threes. But yeah. you know, some of these guys, like, I mean, you, you want to go back to those Celtics when they won 50 titles in a row with Bill Russell. Like, were there nine teams in the league? Yeah. You know, you, you find those highlights, the black and white. And it's like a bunch of white guys, you know, no yeah. disrespect, but what is Zach Levine doing in the 1960s? Is he averaging 50 a game? Maybe. I mean, is he putting up 50, 50, 60 a game? On I'll yeah. tell you right now, ain't nobody in the 1960s could check Zach Levine to save their life. But, uh, and but, he's not even a top 15 player in the league right
5: now. Now to, to be fair though, what would happen with guys like David Robinson and Hakeem Elijah I mean, those are guys that played a post game as a true big. So what would happen to them in today's game? We don't have many guys yeah. like Robinson or Elijah. I, well, one. the
7: only thing is Ewing was more lumbering. He was really good defensively early in his career with the blocks. Yeah. But I, I think Elijah one would be okay. I don't know if he would be um, like Rudy Gobert, but he can at least score. I'll say this about Jokic and, and the Nuggets. If you watch that game this week, it's like, they're not even looking inside. They're just like, mm-hmm. oh, we'd rather have Austin Rivers, Jack Threes, and and Compazzo. It's yeah. like, if you at least go inside. If you get automatic points with Elijah one, the defense has to probably help a little bit. And those threes for Jay Crowder or whoever on the Suns or nuggets are a little bit easier. Um, I, I think, I mean, I, I would guess Elijah one would be, would be better than Deandre Ayton. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And probably better than Rudy Gobert.
5: I mean, the game has just changed so much, but I'll answer the question since Ben did not, if I had to start a team now, I would take Kevin Durant over Luka Doncic. 10 times out of 10 times like there's no there's no ifs ands or uh, buts about it like there's no question in my mind and Kawhi Leonard Kawhi Leonard is a two-way player Luka Doncic (laughs) is an offensive threat that is it you can't get stops from Luka Doncic I'm sorry he doesn't
7: yeah but if you're building a team you build somebody with on the back line that can get those blocks the way Anthony Davis does I'll just say this you know a lot of people are like oh James Hard, uh, not James Harden. Kevin Durant is amazing. Well, yeah, no shit, lot. You know, yeah. Kevin Durant's amazing. That being said, Gascon, think back to his OKC days. Yeah. Okay. Yes, he could get a lot of wins. He could often get to the finals. They were never able to win a chip. Now I know what you're going to say. Well, Luca hasn't won a series. I totally no. get that. Um, I don't know if Durant had by 22. He might have. I think it went to the finals at like 24. But um, yeah, Kevin Durant is certainly up there. Uh, My thing with Luca, I know he makes everyone better. Does Kevin Durant make anyone else better?
6: Well, and the, the thing about Durant, we used to kill him, right, with Oklahoma City. He couldn't get over yeah. the hump and he had that yeah. reputation and then he went to Golden State obviously and changed it. But we we have limited time left, Jason. I must bring up the Big Lead. You are you were known as the guy you, you helped create the domination that was the Big Lead and you sold it. I am immensely jealous. I had a website, my own my own name on it and I did pretty well. I had a, a pretty good following. And I, I made some deals with Yahoo and Fox Sports. But oh, I never, I, I never made the big, like the big money. And and many people have uh, have said, "Why didn't you?" I'm a bad businessman. You are a smart businessman, Jason. You, it, no, you are. You kind of walk me through the mindset I mean, because that, that had to be, I would say, a tough decision. You obviously did very well financially, but what led you to finally move on from from the big league?
7: Uh, well, uh, you mean sell it or at the end? Yeah, when I, to, like, well, to sell it. And then obviously uh, right. eventually you left. So it's, do- it's so funny. This idea that like, I made all this money. First of all, that's not totally true. Like, yes, it was mentioned in the New York times seven figures. Got it. Okay. But it's not like I cleared uh 20 million bucks or the volume or anything like that. Like, come on. Um, not the, the volume hasn't sold, but you know, they, they're getting tons of money and Clay Travis did well. Um, Listen, it it was very fortuitous. It was at a good time. Like everybody talks about disruptors right now, like Airbnb is disrupting the hotel industry. Well, my website kind of disrupted newspapers at the time. And, uh, you know, we weren't stealing all their uh, readership, but we were stealing enough that it mattered. We had a young audience and this company had approached me and was like, hey, we want to rent you with the option to buy. So we'll rent you for a year. And if we see the numbers and the income and blah, 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 we'll buy you. And I was like, all right. Uh, And it's funny because when I had that, two gentlemen in sports media came to me and were like, hey, don't do that deal. Do one with us. And it was Dan Levitard and Jason Whitlock. And they were friends at the time. Uh, I don't know if they're friends anymore. I mean, I think I've told this story. And like, they were like, hey, hey, hold off on selling. And I was like, seeing the numbers these guys were telling me. Uh, And I'm like, Yeah, I got the wife, and uh, we got a kid on the way. Uh, Sorry, guys. And, of course, they they were not thrilled about that. Uh, Selling it was was a good feeling. Uh, But, again, like, Ben, you know you're a grinder like I am. Like, you sell it. And then you go to bed and you wake up just like everybody else. You put on your socks.
1: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5.
7: Don't sleep with socks. You know, you put on your socks, you brush your teeth, you go downstairs. It's like, all right, what's next? Like, I'm not the kind of guy who's going to sit there and do like a massive victory lap. Cause I sold a website. Like, all right, you got to keep grinding away. Like it's weird in this industry, Ben, I, I I'm, I'm almost certain, uh, knowing a little about you that I know, like, you're never like, all right, that was an amazing show. Let me kick back and relax. It just doesn't work like that. You know, you've always got to keep going. You want forward momentum. I'm personally never satisfied. My wife thinks it's a little bit unhealthy, but like, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just, I, I, I'm not in the mood to like give up. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying, I'm not trying to get like Gascon and work out and become a monster, but I am trying to work out and play sports. You know, I, I just don't know that there's an end game for me now. Maybe when I'm like 60 something, I'll chill and want to retire. But like, I'm feeling in my prime uh, and I'm just going to keep working whether it's website, digital, podcast, TV, radio, whatever. Like I got time. And what are the other options? What am I going to do? Like none of my friends are retired. You know, I, I can't <laughs> play golf every day. I, I, I'm not great at golf, but it's also boring as shit. Um, and like, you can only play tennis so many times a week. You know, I do pick up basketball. Like if you had no job, like it wouldn't be that great. You'd probably be unhealthy, play video games you know you probably start hitting on women everywhere like I, I just like working and uh i really just and i'm going to continue to uh try to kick ass
6: yeah well you're, you're doing a great job i thank you for
7: coming on the podcast I, I
6: i think we're wired the same way you just want to keep working i don't look back and listen to the show and all i just move on to the next thing so uh, and again straight fire you can hear that every day five days
7: a week yes early in the morning drops early in the morning people can listen to it on the way to work and uh, thank you jason yeah. Thank you. And hey, congrats on, you know, building a massive audience, man. You're, I mean, you do huge numbers. They tell me at, at Fox, like your numbers are massive. So congrats, man. Well,
6: thank you. The story of the rose is a story of love. Whether it's a date night with your sweetheart, a Galentine's day with friends or showing yourself a little extra love. Use code crush15 at ftd.com through February 14th and save 15% on florist crafted bouquets, plants and specialty gifts. See website for details. FTD give it
9: meaning. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world.
4: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad
9: Council. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure.
6: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: A story of the rose is a story of love. From farms to our florists and right into the arms of sweethearts savoring a date night in. Best friends showing their galantines how much they adore them and those giving themselves a little love. Go to FTD.com and save 15% through February 14th with code CRUSH15 and celebrate your love story with iconic roses, florals, and gifts from FTD.
9: If you dare.
3: The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zin for a spin. Zin nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
8: You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, (sighs) and feel new?